Hi, I'm Haley. And I'm Becky. And this is How to Not Get Killed. I'm a big damn gogomy. I'm a big damn gogomy. <laughs> Did I do it's my good? favorite. Yeah. Yeah, it's very I, good. I was going to dance harder in our silent intro there, but I realized that the wicker chair makes a lot of noise. So Yeah, I know. I was going to do it. And then I was like, oh, it's squeaky. I don't know if it's going to be. It's actually not that squeaky. No, no. But Moving I'm, around. You guys can't hear anything. No, no. <laughs> Imagine at the other end. It's like. <laughs> Screech. <laughs> we're, in a, we're in a bit of a new setup today. Mm-hmm. We're at my place instead yeah. of at Becky's. So we're. Just yeah. uh, really excited about our <laughs> a change of scenery, I guess. It's, our new surroundings. We're like, wow, this feels different. It's nice. Yeah. I would say it's better than the setup we had in my mother-in-law's craft room. <laughs> you think? Her miscellaneous room, actually. She doesn't actually craft in there. Yeah. She'll yell at me once a day to get my shit out of there because she wants to craft. But then when I do get my shit out of there, she's not crafting in there. No. There's no, an exercise I'm, ball in there, so it's... I'm on to her shenanigans. Is anyone doing anything in there? No, <laughs> but but I mean, I got to clean it out once a goddamn day, so... I'm just kidding. I love her. She's awesome, so... Just every now and then, I got to vent a little bit to the entire world. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and she'll never listen, and if she does, how's it going? This is what podcasts are for. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> right? Venting about people who don't listen to the podcast. And they can't talk back. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah okay so uh, you know how how are we how's everything going? how are we yeah (laughs) that's you know what we are we're something (laughs) i slipped in the shower today (laughs) oh yeah destroyed my foot it made me like two hours late to haley's place but i'm here there's you know the the bruising has gone it's gone down it's gone down it's reduced (laughs) it's gone down the swelling's gone down as well it looks like there no amputation is necessary no, we'll have to no. wait till tomorrow. To I did call the that, head but... of orthopedic surgery and they gave me the go ahead. <laughs> they have a spot waiting for you. Yeah, Actually, right after this episode is done, Becky's going to go get her foot amputated. Yep. Yeah, <laughs> that's about it. Well, I feel like that's the only exciting news. Yeah. I mean, aside from, I guess we're, this is obviously dropping late as well, which we yep. warned you guys about, but then our... And then next, we're back on schedule. Yeah, next we'll be back on schedule. And like we said, we've got some <laughs> extra stuff in there for you yep. guys. And I was laughing just because like we're always like, and we're back on schedule. But like we've been off schedule <laughs> for a while. But after this, we should really be back on That's schedule. That's promise. I swear to God. Life just got, I feel like, again, I think I said this last time, like there's there are no more curveballs that should be thrown at us. Actually, no, I said that last time and then I got another curveball after that. I'm going to knock uh, on yeah, wood just there. Yeah, knock on the wood yeah. very silently. I did it very silently, yes. but I did knock on wood there. Yes. Well, so. we're, you know what? We're doing our freaking best. Yeah. <laughs> flying by the seat of our shorts over here. <laughs> I have a part two here for y'all mm-hmm. of Roland. Roland. We're going to, yeah, we're getting back into this. Poor kid. I swear. Yeah, um, honestly, like, <laughs> you know, here here I am complaining about all of our curveballs and this guy's getting exercised like Roland, yeah. 40 plus times and I'm like, what, what is life going to throw at me next? <laughs> yeah, he's like, I wish I fell in the shower. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, I wish I clipped my nail wrong. <laughs> oh, oh, we just played footsies. We couldn't do that before. Yeah, yeah we couldn't. let to get real. Couldn't. This is going to get sexual quick, guys. <laughs> okay people are gonna listen and be like that was a very different episode <laughs> wow they went really weird with that one 
<laughs> so okay i guess i'll do a i'll do a quick recap which i always forget about because i feel like you do more multi-parters than i do and then i get into the second part and I'm like, oh yeah you do you always do really good recaps so yeah. i'm like i usually do my speed recaps yes i'm gonna i'm gonna try try it's where you don't breathe in between your words and you just like okay well i have to breathe oh i'm not at your level oh. yet becky <laughs> oh you have to breathe i'll try to go fast I'm but you you take as long as you need oh you know what part two is just going to be the recap part three is going to be the real <laughs> here's your recap okay. go listen to episode one <laughs> honestly i was like kind of i was like damn that's <laughs> Can you imagine? Damn. I've been sitting here typing that whole time and you're like, and I'm like, that's it. I didn't even clue into that part. I was just like, wow, she just really went ahead and told you guys to go listen to part one. And you know what? That should be it. Well, that, yeah, that is the recap that you need, but I'll do, <laughs> I'll do a quick one here for you. Um, we are talking about mm -hmm. Roland Doe, pseudonym. That's not his real name, um, but was created for his privacy. And uh, Roland was a 14 year old boy from Cottage City, Maryland in 1949 is when this all started to take place mm -hmm. he was very close with his aunt tilly who taught him how to use a ouija board the most aunt name to ever exist aunt yeah. tilly right aunt tilly, I mean, yeah. yeah um got him into ouija boards all that fun stuff and then when she died right before she died they started to hear some strange noises in the house then she died they thought it might have been aunt tilly they're like hey aunt tilly and then it started getting worse they're like oh that's not aunt tilly and uh <laughs> oh that's, that's not, aunt, not tilly. aunt tilly roland started exhibiting some strange behavior falling into a depressive state um then eventually they started to see you know objects moving around and signs of maybe something sinister sinister paranormal they did have some psych evals done they went to their lutheran pastor who was like this might be something more appropriate for the catholic church which is kind of a big thing for a lutheran pastor to say in my opinion to be honest but like yeah to pass it off yeah okay yep yeah. yeah. and so they um eventually they brought roland to stay with family in belnor st louis where then a catholic priest was contacted and father bowdern with the assistance of father bishop obtained permission to perform an exorcism on roland they began on march 16th 1949 they did 10 days of exorcisms and then found a few days where roland was starting to get back to normal and i'll mm -hmm. remind you that there was the x's on roland's body mm -hmm. and Sign father, of the devil. yeah 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 father bowdern was like <laughs> roman numeral for 10 so maybe it's going to be 10 days and then that's it so after the 10 days roland started to seem okay and they're like maybe things are gonna be okay and then on day 17 um roland started writing all these messages and stuff and one of them said i will stay for 10 days and then return after the four days are up so they were like uh oh uh oh shit this shit's not over father bowdern suggested <laughs> this shit's just beginning it's just beginning they suggested maybe getting roland baptized into the catholic church the he was <laughs> not <that> he <laughs> he was not crazy uh happy about that idea when nope. they were on the way to the church and the demon wasn't was, crazy yes. about that idea i'm sure roland was fine with it he but, was probably get this demon out of me and uh there was some you know almost the car almost crashed and they had to hold him down and whatever they eventually did get him exercised but or not exercised baptized <laughs> baptized i <laughs> <laughs> oh, god damn it <laughs> and then um after this he was still exhibiting some violent behavior for the next few days. So Father Bowdern suggested maybe they take him back to Maryland. Okay. And also because he was maybe thinking he needed some medical attention at this point too because Roland hadn't been eating. And yep. 
you know, very exhausted. They're doing these for like 9, 10, 11 hours like, at nighttime. So no sleep, sleep deprived, probably undernourished. And Father Bowden was like, also the priests experiencing a lot of Are also, trauma as yeah. well. So he's like, take him back to Maryland. I'll try and find someone there that can help him there. Yeah. So that's where we left off. Mm-hmm. So sounds about right. They uh, and <laughs> they are on their way back to Maryland. Basically, Father Bowdern did accompany them, and he talked to a lot of contacts in hospitals, seminaries, convents, um, psych wards. There was absolutely nobody that was willing to take Roland because at this point, people had heard about what was going on. Like I said, when they were in St. Louis and they were doing this at the university, True. and they had, like I said, there was maybe the possibility that he had been exercised by a priest in yep. Maryland first, which wasn't in the priest's diary. So we don't know for sure if that happened, but I think based on yeah reputation i think people were starting to hear about this and yeah. a lot of people were like we don't or psych wards were also like it's not a psych case you're you're exercising him so like we yeah, won't take we him can't because do anything it's not psychological it. right so um and then convents and seminaries and things like that i don't think anyone wanted to take this on and father bowdern i don't think he was being insensitive in trying to pass this off i just think he like had feel been like through he a probably lot like exhausted all like, of his resources yeah i just don't know if i have the energy to keep helping him and i want him to get help but he couldn't find anywhere or anyone that would take him or take on roland's case or and continue the exorcism so um he even went in, he went to a bunch of places in washington dc and baltimore and couldn't find anything hmm. so Father Bowdern really didn't have any other choice but to take Roland back to St. Louis and continue the exorcisms himself. Ugh, that sucks. So, yeah. Because so, he was probably like, damn it, I just want out. <laughs> yeah, and I don't blame him. I mean, like, yeah. this has uh, been 10 full days of exorcisms, but on top of the, you know, pre-visits and all the stuff he had been doing beforehand to prepare, then 10 full days of exhausting yeah taxing exorcisms you just then want to take a nap another seven days of is he won't he i don't know we'll yeah. try and baptize him like this is continuing on you know so nobody gets paid enough for that shit oh my God. <laughs> definitely not priests no god no. <laughs> christ no <laughs> yeah no uh demon slayer salary is not good <laughs> it's not good it's not google it it's not <laughs> no it's donation based <laughs> unfortunately and, it is like no one's donating so no. so on April 10th, 1949, this this would be day 26 from the first day of the exorcism. Okay. So, which was March March 16th. But like I said, in the diaries, they were counting down, like, just basically, like, day one was yeah. the first day of the, ex the first exorcism. So, yeah. this is day 26 of this whole thing, just so we know how long this has been going on for. So, this was also the beginning of Holy Week, April, the, April 10th. Holy Week, that's the thing? Um, It's leading up to Easter, I believe. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. So, okay. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. I feel like I've never heard of this and like we both grew up in like Catholic schools. Yeah. It would be like, um, cause like I know I, Ash Wednesday. I think Wednesday. it starts with, yeah, I think it starts, it's, it, Ash Wednesday is in Holy Week. I'm pretty sure. Okay. I, I think maybe it starts I never heard the week, of like, yeah, okay. the weekend before Easter and then you have, um, Passover? When the, no, that's Jewish. No. <laughs> See, I, I, yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. It's the Tuesday. The, um, Pancake, Pancake Tuesday. Shrove yeah. Tuesday. Shrove yeah, yeah, Tuesday. Shrove Tuesday. There we yeah. go. I'm like, we always have pancakes at <laughs> yeah. the church and stuff. Oh, uh, yeah. Um, Man, yeah. let's make pancakes. Pancake Tuesday, and then there's Ash Wednesday, mm -hmm. and then 
oh the sunday before that is palm sunday yep so it's palm sunday then pancake tuesday ash wednesday and then we got a lot of days i can't remember the thursday is and then there's good friday and then Easter weekend. Thursday's just nothing. Nothing happens on Thursday. Yeah, I don't think there's anything. No, happens. something important definitely happens on Thursday. <laughs> I don't know why I'm acting like there's a test or something. Yeah, <laughs> I feel like we're going to get like reviewed and they're going to be like, failed. <laughs> failed. Someone's going to write and be like, oh, you got all of that wrong. Yeah. Holy Week's in December. Yeah. No. <laughs> Holy Week is not a thing. You guys are crazy. It says here it was be- beginning of Holy Week. This okay. was April 10th. So. I believe you. I believe you. Thank you. Uh, Roland. <laughs> Other people won't believe you, but I, I got your back. <laughs> uh, Roland is brought to the psych ward at the Alexian Brothers Hospital in South St. Louis. That's like the most intense hospital name ever. Yeah. And did you see the picture of it when mm-hmm. I last week when I posted for part one? I found a picture because I guess this hospital has been knocked down oh. now. It doesn't exist anymore. But there was an look. older. I, I, I can't remember. It, it. looks kind of looks like a prison almost. But um, most old hospitals. Yeah. Look like mm, prisons. Yeah. yeah. Especially i don't know being in the psych ward there doesn't sound scary doesn't sound fun <laughs> so being in a psych ward anywhere does not sound no, fun. Like no they're usually not true. like cream of the crop oh they're not like a like a day spa no no oh, sorry no <laughs> okay hope i don't have to go <laughs> where day? do you think we're going after this <laughs> to get your foot amputated yeah wank <laughs> 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 so the um the alexian brothers were apparently known for taking on very serious physical and mental cases and they were also known for their secrecy and discretion so the father Bowden was like probably the best place to take him because they won't be blabbing all over town because that's okay. part of the reason why he couldn't get anyone else to help him so he would hopefully be kept out of the public eye and they could just focus there so one of the alexian brothers um who's a monk I, in the documentary that i had watched on mm-hmm. discovery plus it apparently he had never spoken about his experience with roland but was interviewed for the documentary um he wasn't like speaking in it but i think he was interviewed in it to give his information and because he was dying of cancer and he he was about to pass away and he wanted to tell his story about what he experienced he said that there were three priests performing the exorcism during the prayers roland reached out reached over and grabbed the silk cloth on father bowdern's shoulders and within seconds it had turned into threads in his hands it reverse knitted itself yeah it just disintegrated into threats, basically. Whoa. Yeah. Um, he was Whoa. standing at the end of the bed and saw Roland levitate. Oh, fuck yeah. You know I love some uh, good levitation. I know. He said the things he saw, any person who witnessed those things would have no doubts that it was real. He said you can't fake stuff like that. See, okay. See, I'm going to believe him. But usually my experiences when someone tells me you can't fake stuff like that means they faked it oh fair enough but, but no in this scenario i do believe it i just well and i also yeah. have to remind myself that this is 1949 yeah there's there yeah so it's not that of course that if the someone wanted to do this elaborate whatever i mean there were it would be so much there work. were magicians at the time they there did levitation magicians. tricks and all that yeah. but i don't think it's honestly just one big optical illusion putting themselves <laughs> through this just for to get joke. a rise out of people yeah, yeah no yeah so I, at I the end you're like uh and gotcha. it's fake <laughs> where's well, ashton kutcher <laughs> also because they weren't seeking publicity from this they were seeking the opposite yeah that if someone was seeking publicity for something there's always that question are you faking this are you just yeah. like just to get noticed yes. or whatever yeah 100%. But the fact that like he went his entire life and being for pretty most under of the his radar life, like under the radar and no one found out and they yeah. made it that way um yeah for people i guess who claim that they witnessed this 
yeah whatever they saw or whatever they're claiming that they saw i'm i'm having to assume that some of that was real um at least at the very least an extreme psychological case but yeah but the i don't know how to explain the levitation and the threads and all that stuff i don't know i can't explain it i don't know so um so that's so day 27 the is the second night at the alexian brothers hospital um a decanter was thrown and smashed onto the wall the word exit with a large arrow pointing towards Roland's penis appeared on his body oh. in the in the same like branding fashion like okay. burning into his skin so right. it said exit and then and then an arrow pointing down so in the diary uh okay. that father bishop kept there was a couple of times he said that there was like an arrow pointing down towards like his, his penis parts, yeah and i guess in some of the um ac- during some of the exorcisms Roland would urinate Hmm. And so they were wondering, you know how I said about the vomiting? Yeah. They were, they were, he was writing in the diary, like, we're thinking maybe the demon will be expelled through urine instead of through vomit. So I don't know. That's something he kind of speculated on in the diary. And I guess it did happen a couple of times where Roland, like, like pissed himself basically oh is this why last time when you were saying when i was making fun of myself for peeing myself constantly (laughs) yeah you were like oh that's coming wait yeah and i was just like oh okay and then i kind of forgot but now this is yeah making a lot of sense yes so it was mentioned a couple of times in the diary that there was the arrow pointing down Hmm. and that on certain days okay that the urination and everything was was happening or him like actually peeing like trying to pee on someone or something like that because again he's like you know my thing about piss yeah you know like he sacked that yeah. one guy in the nuts like yeah. he, it wouldn't be hilarious i wouldn't put it past <laughs> like the devil to piss on somebody oh you know? no that's like yeah that's just that's nothing that's yeah, just a that's, regular that's tuesday play. yeah, yeah. <laughs> so yeah so that that's something that happened so on day 27 the word exit appeared along with the arrow so again they're thinking okay maybe it's he's coming. going to exit <laughs> through that way um, what, um, what a painful way to I, have a demon exit well, your body roland also i guess complained about pain in his kidneys and in his penis. yes okay and he so said then. it hurt when he peed which i mean i guess doesn't necessarily surprise me considering everything related to the devil seems to burn but yeah i don't know maybe he also had some sort of kidney stones an infection or something i also can't think of kidney stones without thinking of friends kidney stones kidney stones i I can't i know i can't see any other way yeah you have to say kidney (laughs) Kidney stones stones. (laughs) um even sometimes when i'm having a regular conversation with someone i like it's just very slightly will say it that way and i'm like there's no way they notice but i know i know i'm saying i know what i'm quoting (laughs) yeah and if anyone ever dares to come to me and be like friends sucks I will show you very aggressively where the door is. Oh, oh, I know. I know. Yeah. Well, Hillary said that. Yeah. That and one I time where her. she was like, I'm pretty sure it's just not very good. And I was like, <laughs> I'm pretty sure you're no longer my friend. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. I you will. cannot watch it. That's fine. But That's you fine. can't watch it and then say that it's not good. You know what? This is, this has actually been like a topic of discussion in mine and Drew's relationship for like the entire, how long has it been now? Seven years forever way too long we're breaking up it's done (laughs) no i'm just kidding but because like i obviously love friends i have like the whole like collector's edition box yeah yeah yeah. it's it's incredible and like when we first started dating i was like very contemplating continuing the like relationship when he was like i just like don't like friends but i'll I'll put up with it like if that's what you want to watch it's fine so he would like watch it with me and then like every now and then i'd catch him like chuckle and i'm like see you can't 
you can't tell me that the writing's not good. Like the writing's good. Like the comedy's there. The writing is good. Yeah. And, and Friends is one of those shows too where it gets better the more you watch it as yeah, well. It is. It 100% is. Like when you go into it like, oh, I'm going to hate this and I want to hate this. Obviously you're going to hate it. Yeah. And like also too, like the people that are like, oh, the laugh track. Oh, shut the fuck up. You, you, every freaking sitcom every, had a laugh every, track yeah. until I, I don't even know, yes. 10 years ago. Yeah. You're not special. You're not different. <laughs> you're not that's intelligent a, for noticing that there's like a lot. millennial yeah. and Gen It's such Z a cop out to say. To say. Yeah. yeah, exactly. <laughs> Oh, I can't, I can't hear past the laugh track. Oh, you can hear past my foot going up your ass. Get the fuck out. Like, <laughs> so, but now he likes Friends. Obviously, he's, it's not his favorite show, but I've like That's watched okay. it so he's, much. Now it's gotten to an acceptable level where you don't have yeah. to break up with him. And I understand. Yes. That. Yes. That's all. Yeah. So, sidebar done. That's all. <laughs> sidebar over. That's just so, how passionate I get about it. I know we oh, we I got there from kidney stones. I know. So, I can get to friends from anywhere. Should we just start another podcast where we just talk about friends? Because I'm fucking in. Yeah. Let's do it. Oh, I pause right now. That. We're transitioning. Okay, continue. Okay. I'll stop interrupting you. No, no, that's okay. I love talking about I'm friends. I'm just kidding. I'll never stop interrupting you. <laughs> so, um, so, okay, yes. It hurt when he peed. Yes. They were. Tra- <laughs> yes. Back to that. <laughs> They were trying something where they would attempt to give Roland communion every night around midnight because, like I said, these were happening in the middle of the night. In yeah, in the middle of the night, and there's something about that. I don't know. There's something about it being at like the worst possible time for your REM cycle. That yeah, <laughs> that's like, like something to do with uh, the devil and God and yes. whatever. So around midnight every night, if he was sleeping, they would wake him up. But usually, I think they were in the middle of prayers and things like that. So they would try to give him communion every night around midnight. And when they tried on this particular night, the word hell appeared on his body and more scratches on his legs, stretching from his hips all the way down to his ankles. That's his entire body life. Yeah. That's insane. Yeah. And again, the like I said in the first episode, the, it looked like they were burned from the inside out. So, And he would be screaming in pain when this well, would yeah, happen. It's imagine. not like he was just like sitting there and like, oh, they look, would appear and he's not feeling it. Like yeah. he was feeling everything that was happening. So um, even when Roland would try to say the words they would try to get him to say, I want to receive you in Holy Communion, but he couldn't, he would get cut off and he would go into the, like a sort of seizure like fit and he couldn't even get the word communion out because Ugh, it it wasn't allowed. The freaking devil to. just wouldn't let it happen. Yeah. He went into Rude. his somewhat common routine of, you know, fighting and cursing and spitting. Sometimes they said it, he would bark like a dog and at one point, Father Bowdern asks Roland to respond to his prayers, and Roland responded in Pig Latin. Oh, oh! I I always wanted to learn how to speak Pig, pig Latin because, like, I know I could never wrap my I head around never, it. And people would explain it to me, but they'd explain it so fast, and I'd be like, "Oh yeah," and then I would just like walk away really sad because <laughs> I didn't get it. <laughs> what I experienced? Like, I was like, "Oh, <laughs> you just do this," and I'm like, "You're like, yeah," <laughs> and then you just walk away like a nerd. <laughs> my favorite was when they'd be like, "Oh, you just do this," and then they'd speak in it for like 14 sentences, and I'm like. <laughs> okay but i didn't understand yeah you didn't explain the shit. first part and i definitely didn't understand that yeah <laughs> yeah so um roland would would return the prayers in pig latin sometimes i guess um because i think i also read something in the diary about how sometimes they would try to get him to repeat the prayers in latin so i think this was sort of the devil's way of like mocking <laughs> that and being like <laughs> gotcha. yeah, yeah. <laughs> like oh yeah like your precious latin i'm gonna have him speak in pig latin yeah. which is like making just fun a big of it, fuck I guess. you yeah <laughs> yeah so day 29 this is april 13th okay 
uh, Father Holleran, which is another priest who was sometimes Holler. there and <laughs> Holleran. Holleran. He's Holleran for Roland. Yeah, I've I've got dad jokes for days. <laughs> Good. We're gonna need them. Perfect. And he was one of the other priests that was um helping or assisting at certain times. I don't know if he was there the whole time, but he was definitely there a lot. He thought maybe it would be nice to take Roland like outside get some fresh air take him for a walk so they mm-hmm. took him to the white house retreat center that sounds like a nice place sounds nice yeah sounds so he, pleasant he took him for a walk overlooking the river beautiful and there was a path with statues from the stations of the cross okay do you uh, do you I'm, I'm i'm assuming you know what the stations of the cross are we did this like in i have a foggy memory did yeah. you have to do like tableaus of them as well i think so yeah <laughs> Or whatever. For some reason, like, I'm remembering drawing something. Yeah, we would yeah make yeah. booklets of them and stuff. Yeah, it okay. was always like okay, yeah, different years. You had different projects relating to it, but it was always around April, like always around Easter, because it's about the like uh, crucifixion and everything. Yeah. So apparently, they were walking the path, and and Roland was asking a lot of questions about the stations, and seemed really interested, and he was acting completely normal. Once they got to the 14th station, where Jesus is being placed in the tomb apparently Roland just completely snapped and started running and he was running like towards I don't know how close he got but he was running towards like the edge of the cliff where the river would be oh, shit so father Holleran was like chasing after was he him hollering after he was like, hollering after him probably <laughs> and he ended up having to like tackle him down to prevent him from continuing to run away so Roland basically went into this crazed trance and they had to get him back under control and take him back scary yeah Very scary so at this point like i had mentioned before father bowdern is is suffering a lot having to go through this every single day he was described as looking emaciated and having oozing boils all over his body oh that's never something you want to be described no. as happening. and i'm like gosh like, i'm like starting to laugh just because i'm so immature I'm, right honestly <laughs> i read that and i was like i'm surprised i don't i'm assuming this would have to be stress induced. I don't know where else it could come from. Yeah. Like as far as unless he had some sort of undiagnosed skin condition. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I'm just thinking yeah. I'm like, I've never heard of that before, but I've I also really... never looked into oozing boils in depth. <laughs> I don't oh, know. I usually that's like what I Google before bed. It really just like calms me. But okay, so I really, really hope that that's not something that Struess can like cause because like you know i'm just like a giant walking stress ball 24 7 well that's also my other thought i was like if it if it is stress induced like at some point one of us would have gotten them i think (laughs) now this is starting to make a lot of sense i've got a whole bunch of oozing boils all over so although i've never done like 20 days of exorcism straight so no that's probably a different level of stress let's be honest (laughs) true that's true (laughs) it is definitely a different level but i feel like i just like experience stress on such a very heightened level that i should level i should be oozing with stress (laughs) we'll Well, see we'll see i'm sure i'll conjure that up at some point oozing out of him oh poor guy he had lost almost 40 pounds Apparently, okay, I could go for that right now. I could go for that diet. Oh, I'm well, just kidding. I'm well, not, I'm, I'm not the into the diet, diet culture. He <laughs> apparently had to fast and um, pray for long periods of time before, like I said, preparing for the exorcisms. But I think they were fasting in between as well. So I think there was that's, probably really long periods of time where he hadn't eaten at all. Because that's really tiring for your body. Exercising this kid for nine, ten hours yeah, in the night. He's probably burning so many more calories than what he's like obviously taking in because he's and not taking in anything. You're maybe getting probably just a few hours of sleep. Yep. Then you're waking up and then... If if you're fasting for certain periods and then you're, you're not even like eating during the day physical rage again yeah oh my god so 
if you want to take on that diet, Becky, then no. go for it. But I, and I was also joking. I am just so everybody knows I'm against diet culture. So. Oh yeah, me too. Yeah, we've talked about this. Aggressively. Yeah, we'll start another podcast Fuck about that. Diet culture. Fuck that. Eat what you want. Be happy. Be healthy. Do what you need to do. Yeah. <laughs> but don't do that diet. That's not a good diet. Sounds... No diets are good diets. If the word diet well, is in it, it's not good for let's you. Let's put it this way. You'll lose 40 pounds, but you'll get oozing boils all over oozing your body. Oozing boils so and you'll be gross. So. You win some, you lose some. <laughs> you lose quite a bit. Um, <laughs> not just the pounds. You just lose. <laughs> You're just a loser. <laughs> so day 32, um, a monk places a statue of St. Michael, the archangel, in Roland's room. So I, I think I had mentioned way earlier on when priests were first visiting him they would bring relics and statues and things like that so they're supposed to sort of uh, invoke some sort of like protection from these saints right yeah. so uh, i guess saint michael was uh, a sort of protector figure and a type of like warrior against the devil um if i'm assuming in the bible and stuff they talk mm -hmm. about these things so prayers dedicated to saint michael begin to become more effective it seems like when they're okay. using them when praying with Roland, he seems to respond more to these prayers once the statue is in place. So okay. now we're two days on, day 34, which is April 18th, the day after Easter. Okay. Roland complains that the religious um, medals placed on his body, so I guess they were putting like chains and medals and stuff. He complained that they were burning his skin, but Father Bowdern places a crucifix in Roland's hand and uh he starts to go into convulsions oh he shakes and screams in a deep masculine voice scary they were trying to get the name of the demon yep i have heard this before in like movies and stuff and i don't know how but apparently and ed and lorraine warren i think talk about it in their book too where yeah. if you if you get the name of the demon then you can use that as power over them like they they won't give you their name willingly because yeah. you can use it against them or like something a like that thing probably yeah, yeah i think so and they won't reveal that so if you can get them to say the name yeah then that's a big step forward i i believe and also there's probably like information on like oh this is demon so and so and now we know that like this works against that demon like yeah I, i'm assuming there's some kind of like i started watching wellington paranormal <laughs> when remember we were talking about this and in the first episode there's that girl yeah. is possessed and she's like i am bazooled uh, yeah. whatever the i can't remember of like the it's, something realm and it's like <laughs> honestly it is such a fucking good show i only watched two or three episodes because it, it was like kind of before bed and i just was like yes. you know what i just want to just go for it and just start it and it was really funny i just haven't watched very much of it yet but well, you know what let's watch we'll more watch tonight before tonight. bed because yeah. like i'd say arguably that's like one of the funniest shows i've ever seen it's it, and i love it gets like, really good i just love i've always really loved british australian and like new zealand humor it's, it's so just, good it's so, it's so different from it, like north american humor so i just feel like it's a nice change and yeah. <laughs> It's just so funny. Oh, it's, oh, yeah. They they do that show really well. It's good. It's yeah. good shit. Please yeah. go watch that. Like, it's <laughs> yeah, so guys. Funny. Honestly, if you literally, it's just like police officers who investigate paranormal stuff. But it's like, you know what it's like. When I was watching it, Luke was like, he's uh, like, oh, it's kind of like. So it's kind of like Ghostbusters. And I was like, you know what it is? It's kind of like Brooklyn Nine Nine meets yeah. Ghostbusters. Yeah. You kind of get because the, they're cops. You yes. get that whole cop like dynamic with their police chief and everything. But they're also but then they're, like, like bumbling idiots. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. But it's not like outwardly like oh I'm watching like two like Beavis and Butthead. It's like you're watching two people that like 
genuinely believe they're like extremely intelligent at what they do and like mm-hmm. they're taking these cases very seriously but they're missing like all of the like really obvious things <laughs> like it's it's so good there i yeah, they, yeah. there's yeah, it's too good. Does that remind me of when we were talking about the names and yeah. like the first episode? It's yeah, like some girl possessed. Like I am the Zool <laughs> demon of the the unholy sure realm the or whatever. Like, okay, I'm sorry. And what's your last name? <laughs> like <laughs> yes, it just like exactly. casually like interviews this demon. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's so funny. Uh, so okay, that was so, my accent. By the way, did you like that? I whipped that good. up for you. <laughs> Do we have any listeners in New Zealand? Yes. Yeah, I think so. Okay. We'll check after. We'll check after. I think hey so. Hey, to New Zealand. Yeah. We have so... We like, love I, Wellington Paranormal. Yeah, we love you guys. <laughs> uh, uh, sponsor so, us, but who? <laughs> <laughs> so um, on this day, finally, I guess this hadn't happened before, but the demon speaks through Roland. Um, and he says, he has to say one single word and I will be gone. He will never say that word. I am always in him and he will never say that word. I am not all I may not always have control over him, but I am always in him. Um, so that was the, I'd be reading the dictionary looking for this word. <laughs> masculine. Yeah. So that's in the documentary. They were saying, like, so what was the word like under like the So they're yeah. trying to figure out. And so apparently Roland began to defy the demon um, in the priest's diary. He is described as like being in a in a seizure like state yet calm and in control so i don't know exactly how that would look but i guess it's they're probably witnessing this the typical sort of convulsions but then maybe him fighting against that and trying to calm his body or making like direct eye contact or something because like usually like in a like seizure state like you don't really have control over your like body like parts eyes face everything so like maybe like there were parts of him that looked in control maybe that's what they meant yeah i think they're just however they can describe it they're witnessing him taking a really controlled seizure yeah yeah taking control and fighting back against this demon so father bowder and i guess through the prayers he was saying at this time and roland's defiance against the demon's voice deduced that the word roland was not to say was dominus which is the Latin word for Lord. Okay. There is something in the documentary where they say Roland went into like a trance and he had some sort of vision and he was like, he said something about the word Dominus. So basically through some sort of back and forth and maybe Roland had said the word or yeah. something or they figured it out. But that was Father Bowden's first theory as to maybe it's this word. So it's the Latin word for Lord. After this word is said, Roland erupts into violent convulsions, the most violent the priests have seen at any point during all of these exorcisms. Roland would later recount during this time having a vision of St. Michael, the okay. protector yeah. that we talk, spoke about before. The one that and, sent him running, yeah. And we were... Uh, no. Wasn't... Okay. No, no, that was just the Stations of the Cross. Okay. Yeah, no, that was just just continue. Continue. Okay, okay. This was the monk brought in a, a statue yes. of St. Michael, and he is the archangel, the protector, the warrior against demons mm-hmm. and whatever. And they were had been saying prayers to St. Saint, Saint Michael, and they were noticing that Roland was responding better to this. So once they said the word Dominus, he went into these convulsions. But once this is all over, Roland later told them he had a vision of St. Michael, the archangel, holding a sword. And St. Michael turns to him and says the word Dominus. And after seven or eight minutes of these convulsions and violence, Roland stops. And in a calm tone, he says, he's gone. 
and he immediately returned to his normal state. So remember how I said they were describing it as almost like he was under a spell when yeah. he's in these states and then he's just when he's not under the spell, he's completely normal. Yeah. Like a regular kid. Yeah. Just completely talking the same, whatever. So they said he seven or eight minutes of these convulsions, violent and everything. And then he just completely stops and looks at them and says he's gone. Hmm. So the other priests... He wasn't actually gone, though, right? Relieved, but obviously skeptical. Especially Father Bowdern remained skeptical because they had had this where it was 10 days and then three or four days that looked completely normal. And yeah. then day 17, it all started over again. So yeah. naturally, I would be skeptical, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Heard it all before, buddy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm not sure. Yeah, Fool you me once. trickster. Um, Fool me thrice. I mean... <laughs> so, so he's not entirely sure the demon is really gone. So he prayed... Father Bowdern prayed for a sign, something that would allow him to believe that this was really over. And suddenly, an extremely loud boom could be heard and felt throughout oh. the entire hospital. One of the monks there believed that the furnace had exploded. That's how loud it was. He Ooh, like whoa. It was just overwhelming, apparently. Hmm. Seconds after this was heard, priests reported seeing an image of saint michael illuminating the dome the dome above the altar at saint francis xavier college church which is where roland was before yep um that's attached to the saint louis university campus yeah they priests there in this moment they were hearing about it later but at that exact time they were yeah, reported like, seeing visions of saint michael hmm. above the dome in the church interesting and father, what a coincidence father bowdern <laughs> figured this was the sign he was looking for. Yeah. So he could finally breathe easy and and he felt like it was over and it turns out it was. So you're not fucking with me? I'm not fucking with you. Over 30 exorcisms were performed on Roland over the over the span of like I said what day were we Surprise, on? Surprise, there's another round. Day 34. So That's a lot. So, like, there were some breaks in there. It's yeah. not every single day, but for Just most about. of those days. If you average it out, it it's probably about averages. A month, it. Yeah, yeah, of exorcisms over, like, three or four weeks, right? Jeez. Over 30 exorcisms, which is a fucking lot. Yeah. That is, that is like, I will say that is uncommon. Um, I think when we cover cases and lots of podcasts that we listen to, they always cover the big ones. But typically... It's not thirty exorcisms no. that, like, probably you know. I'm it's, gonna it's guess not it's all, like it's five. not often one, but it's usually a few, but not 30. not anymore. That's, that's excessive. Yeah, that's a lot. That is a lot. Yeah. So Roland stayed in St. Louis for a few more weeks before returning to Maryland. I think they were probably just hoping, like, go back to normal. Things will go back to normal. We'll stay here for a bit just in case, but everything <laughs> just <seemed> in case <laughs> everything seemed fine. I feel like my rest, like the rest of my life, would be just in case. Just in case. <laughs> like, Can you imagine how hard Father Bowden prayed for the rest of his life? Probably oh, just he's like, probably still praying. And hope Roland's okay. I hope I never yeah. have to see that kid again. <laughs> Please, uh, God, make him okay. <laughs> he, uh, Roland, apparently wrote to Father Bowden a letter once he was home and told him how happy he was to be back in school and back to his normal life. Aww. He went on to graduate high school. He got married. Oh, he had a few children. None of them got possessed by any demons. No, no, oh. not that. He named his first child Michael after St. Michael. Oh, and he went to college and became a scientist who worked for NASA. Oh, my God. Good for him. Yeah. He apparently in the documentary, they were saying he has a few patents to his name for <gasps> um, including like shielding they use on rockets. Like they're like he Kate, literally became a this rocket scientist. Cool. This yeah, is cool. That's super cool. <laughs> he lived a long and happy life free of attention from his adolescent experience and he died in 2020 at 85 years oh, old fuck, that was like that was what two a year two years ago i can't even think yeah yeah wow 
oh, this had a happy ending. I thought it was going to have a bad ending. No, no. Um, Father Bowdern apparently spoke very little about his experience with Roland in 1949. But when he did speak about it, he definitively believed that this was the truest case of possession he had ever seen. It seemed like it. As yeah. did many of the priests and yep. people involved. Sounds about right. Like that monk said, though, I think if you were to witness all of these things I just described to you, if anyone saw that with their own eyes, yeah, you'd fucking believe it. I mean, yeah, of course. <laughs> oh, yeah. Or you, you'd you literally think you're like straight up hallucinating. Yeah. Which is also still just like, you'd be like, what, I, what do I believe here? Like, what's happening? Like, yeah. Not well, nine priests and 39 other witnesses signed the final. How the fuck am I going to say this word? Ecla ecclesiastical. 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 There we go. Signed the final ecclesiastical papers documenting Roland's experience. So that's nine priests and 39 witnesses. So that's 48 people. That's a lot of people. That witness. That's all almost of these 50 events. people. That's, that's almost half a hundred. That's a lot of witnesses. <laughs> that's a lot of people. <laughs> Put all lot. those people in one room. That's a lot of bodies. <laughs> yeah. Um, but the Catholic Church continues to um apparently deny or know any knowledge about whether Roland Doe was a real case of possession, I guess. It sounded um, pretty damn real. Yeah, it sounded pretty real. But again, what do I know? I don't know. Maybe and again, <laughs> I don't know what do you know. Maybe Becky? they just don't want the attention. Who knows? And that was in the documentary, so maybe there's other sources that say that they don't deny it. But I would imagine they probably get inquiries about it fairly often, yeah. especially because, like I said before, in um, 1973, The Exorcist came out, and it was based on a book. And I'm sure lots of people looked into mm -hmm. it and then found out. Oh, it's based on our truth. Yeah. William Peter Blatty had done research and and there was a real case he was basing this off of. So I'm sure. Yeah. You know, priests and and the Catholic Church in general and the Vatican probably received yeah. quite a bit of attention from this. Well, they probably just like feel naturally so that it just makes them look bad, which I don't think it does really. Like No, I don't I don't think it looks bad at all as far as uh you don't if you're gonna choose to believe in the concept of possession uh, you don't necessarily have to be religious to quote unquote get possessed. There are a lot, most, I wouldn't say most, I would say lots of cases that I read about people aren't religious and that's why they're not afraid of it. Yeah. So I have lots of friends who are like, I didn't grow up Catholic. So like exorcism movies and possession movies don't scare me. Whereas I don't, even, yeah. I don't even consider myself religious anymore, but I think with my Catholic upbringing, there is that part of me that's when I see movies like that, or when I read mm. cases like this, I'm like, that still sounds absolutely terrifying to me. Yeah. You know? So... Well, it, it sounds terrifying because it's just like, it just like defies all like logic uh, and science. Yeah. So it's just like, it is scary. Like Absolutely. Yeah. And again, if you're a devout Catholic and you read about these and you believe in possession and all of that, you could look at anyone and be like, yeah, but you don't have to be a Catholic to get possessed. Yeah. But if you get possessed and you want to get unpossessed, you're going to also probably have to be a Catholic. <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> like, sorry. Yeah, get ready to get baptized. It's freaking happening. <laughs> yeah, it's <laughs> yeah. going to be your best shot. Yeah. Um, so, you know, it, it is what it is. And I know everyone has different religious beliefs, but there is, <laughs> there's always been a part of me that's seen yeah. possession and exorcisms and all of that as something that it's feels scary. very scary and unexplainable yeah a lot of these things that we hear about where it's like i can't say that for certain happened because i wasn't there i wasn't there i'm just repeating but a story <laughs> these things on this paper did happen that's scary it's pretty like, damning yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's, that's, that's terrifying yeah 
1978, the they included this at the end of the documentary. I couldn't really find much about this any, anywhere else. And so part of me is like, I don't know. Did they just know. include this as like a <laughs> entertainment value extra yeah. thing? I don't know. But in 1978, the psych ward of the Alexian Brothers Hospital was scheduled to be torn down. Oh, no, this part is true. Sorry, this is the first part. Okay. <laughs> um, it was scheduled to be torn down. Construction workers who were doing a walkthrough of the ward prior to the teardown discovered a desk, and inside it was a book. So upon reading some of it, they discovered it was a copy that had been made of Father Bishop's diary. Because his diary, the original copy is in the archives at the Vatican. Oh. It was sent there. Let's go there and find but it. But there was a copy, I guess, that was made, and this is how the story eventually Got became out. public because this was 1949 and then now we're all the way in 1978 yeah and they found they found the diary and that's why maybe maybe william peter blatty kept it hush hush that he based it on roland's case because yeah. maybe he wanted to make it seem like he came up with that story himself because like i said the exorcist doesn't claim that it's based on true events that's true i don't believe the book does either yeah so maybe he was sort of like no no, no i came up with this myself and then 1978 this diary came out and maybe people were like hmm well wow. i've heard this story before it sounds kind of similar to this yeah. movie i just saw i don't know <laughs> i don't know <laughs> but or maybe uh, he like wasn't supposed to know that that like diary ever existed so he just yeah, like kept and it quiet for that sake i don't know and if it's in the archives at the vatican i would imagine the vatican did not want a copy of it getting out and yeah. probably wanted to keep it locked away. Yeah, makes sense. But makes sense. It it was there, so someone did find it. I'm Let's assuming, go to the Vatican. I'm Let's assuming go. that's how I got a copy of it on the freaking internet. Yeah. But um, <laughs> somehow it's out, guys. You can read it. <laughs> um, th so there was. This is the part I was talking about. At the end of the documentary, there was a bit of a conspiracy theory. Okay. That uh, a guy who was who was interviewed in the documentary. His name is Stephen Lachance. He's an investigator, and he was doing research on the case, and was. I guess through speaking to people and interviewing people and everything, someone took him to a hospital that was very close to the Alexian brothers hospital where it used to be. Um, he was taken there by a church official. He was taken up to a floor that was completely deserted. Mm -hmm. There was no one on this floor except one door was closed. He went up to the door and the church official told him he couldn't go inside. He asked why, and the official said, put your ear up to the door. And it, again, Stephen Lachance is giving this firsthand account in the documentary. So he says, it sounded like things were crashing against the wall and being thrown around. And it was just like a lot of noise and stuff. And he's kind of looking at the official like, what am I hearing? And yeah. the official says, this is where the priest stayed after the exorcism. And the church official explained that when Roland was being exorcised, one of the priests made a sacrifice and took on the demon from Roland in order to save him. And, and that was they had to bring him to the hospital, and that's apparently where he remained until he died in 1983. And so it was the priest in that room making all that noise? That's what Stephen Lachance is claiming, that he heard it himself firsthand. That he heard Pixar all of these, didn't happen. All of these <laughs> noises and whatever. And the church official was like, in 1949, this priest took on this demon and then we brought him here mm -hmm. and he stayed there until 1983. That's a long time. That's a long time. And then he died there. So, I, I don't know. And if you watch The Exorcist, okay. I'm pretty sure there's a, like... I feel like they incorporate that somehow if I'm remembering it correctly. So that's why I was like, okay, I don't know. 
I don't know. There's don't nothing know. to back this up. Like straight no. up, this guy is just saying this and I guess you could choose to believe him or not. But that's why when you were making the joke about, you you made a joke about... What did I say? The demon jumping to someone else or something or did I? jumping to I you or something like that. I make a lot of stupid like jokes that I When I you can't were going to be the exorcist or something. And yeah. I was like, oh, there's something about that. And you're like, oh, just spoiler alert. <laughs> so that's in the documentary. I just thought I'd mention it, that oh. they kind of ended it that way where I'm sort of like, Yeah, I wonder okay. if that's the truth. I don't know. I don't or, know. I guess the the thing that we definitively that makes for a great fucking story. Oh, yeah, I know <laughs> that's a good story. I think that the thing we definitively know is that Roland did it, whatever happened. It worked. It was scary. It, it was terrifying. But then the exorcisms worked in some way or another, and he went on and lived a normal life, a fantastic life. Great life, apparently, and just fucking killed it. If he's working for NASA, like I mean, <laughs> yeah. he's doing something right, <laughs> yeah. better than the rest yeah. of us. <laughs> um, <laughs> Yeah, and, better than you and me. That's that's for sure. Like, <laughs> um, William Peter Blatty consulted Father Bishop's journals and interviewed Father Bowdern, I guess, to obtain the details for his 1971 book, The Exorcist. Mm-hmm. The book was an instant hit, and two years after its release, was turned into one of the highest-grossing films of all time. Mm-hmm. And the I thought you'd love this. It was the highest-grossing horror film of all time mm-hmm. until Stephen King's It. <gasps> topped it yep. in whenever that came out like 2018 or something or oh wait like the new one no the new one not the not the original one okay because i was like wasn't the original one just a, considered a tv movie technically <laughs> yeah that's why i'm like no no it's but not yeah. the original one. Oh, that's no offense cool. i mean the original one's like the new ones are better yeah i do still have i a still soft... like the original well, you know what that we'll save that for that bonus episode but yeah that's that's interesting yeah cool yeah i was like okay oh, I, I do love, I love it, it. That's i love i know fucking... i love it wow so, um, and then I also thought I would just read you the, uh, I heard about this when, like I said, I watched this in my film class and one of the readings we had, was so funny, one of the readings we had talked about the like curse of the exorcist and how there's other movies that I think Poltergeist and a couple other ones where they talk about the, just the whole production of the movie being cursed like all these oh. bad things happening and stuff yeah i remember i i do remember heavily hearing about that with like poltergeist specifically yeah, yeah, maybe, poltergeist, maybe we'll cover yeah. that one time yeah oh for sure so there's so i thought i'd just read you some of the things that happened and we can decide definitively <laughs> decide. if it's cursed or not <laughs> okay let's do this all right okay so here we go so there it's were cursed. <laughs> cursed i'm like reading all of these words cursed so i'm like you know what i just it's popping in my head it's cursed that's it's, my it's feeling. cursed yeah so the deaths of at least four people have been linked to the film in some capacity or another that's um, one too many deaths to have related to the making of a film well it's not like they died making the film it's related to the film so okay. i'll read it out to you so jack M- mcgowan who played the film director in the movie there's like a film director not the director of the film i'm saying he like played, a played director okay in yeah, the yeah, movie. Yeah. he was and he was killed in the movie he his character um blah blah, blah. just anyways i won't explain what happened to his character but ahead of the film's release he tragically died from complications related to influenza, which he caught during the London flu epidemic in 1973. Okay. Um, Vasiliki Maliaros. That's a name. Who played Father Damien Karras's mother. Okay. Also passed away the same year before The Exorcist hit the b- big screen, apparently of natural causes because okay. she was really old. So. <laughs> okay. That, yeah. Okay. Yep. That'll do it. That'll um, do it. <laughs> and then... 
Is it Senator? Uh, the son of Jason Miller, who played Father Karras, had a near fatal motorcycle accident during the filming. That's that one's sketchy. Yeah, yeah. So far, none of these sound like super sketchy to me. Just, yeah, but uh, but I don't know what if you talk to an actor. Like I don't know how many if they were like, oh yeah, like someone's grandma died when we were filming that movie. But like that's about it. Like four yeah. people seems like a lot. I don't know. I yeah, have I no idea because these all seem like all completely unrelated. Yeah. Um. This one. This is the one that kind of freaks me out. Okay, lay it on me. So they they faced multiple production delays, but the most notable one happened early on into production. The set for Reagan's family home. So Reagan is a little girl in the movie. Yeah. The set for Reagan's family home burned down yeah. in 1972 oh, after a bird flew into the circuit box. But the <laughs> only part of the set that survived was her bedroom where all the exorcisms took place in the movie. Cursed. That is fucked. To That's me. fucked. Everything burned down except her bedroom, like just completely fine. And from just like a bird flying into the thing, <laughs> like that, that. That's you can't write that shit. No, I, I, I know. <laughs> I'm like it's a freak accident yeah. fire for sure, but you'd expect everything to be consumed. Yeah. So I, that unless was like weird the entire room was somehow sprayed with like flame retardant, like stuff. I don't. But know. like, why just that room? Why just exactly. <laughs> well, if you're gonna make one room, like. Yeah, this, this one isn't as eerie, but it's upsetting because. It's upsetting. Um, Did this personally upset you? No, well, it just you'll you'll understand. <laughs> okay, okay, so, okay. Um, Ellen Burstyn, who played Chris McNeil, who was Reagan's mom in the movie, okay, suffered a spinal injury while being hoisted around on a harness. She was left mm. on crutches for the rest of the production and recalled the accident during a 2018 interview with the Guardian, and she says that um, she told William Friedkin, who's the director of the movie, yeah, that. Um, one of the crew members was pulling on her too hard, but apparently he dismissed her concern and said, well, it has to look real. Um, And she says, I know it has to look real, but I'm going to get hurt. And basically he was just like, whatever, we're doing it anyways. And they smashed her down on the floor in the harness because she's supposed to, I think there's a part in the movie where like she just gets tossed, right? Yeah. She's on a harness. Yeah. And they just like slammed her down and she literally... Um, fractured her spine. That's acting, baby. Yeah, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. that <laughs> actually is like, upsetting. And I was like, that was just upsetting. Where she's like, I'm. I feel like uh, this is hurting me. I'm gonna get hurt. And they're like, I feel like nah, I'm paralyzed now. And you could like, they almost paralyzed oh, her. Well, yeah. Spinal <laughs> spinal injuries are like extremely serious. Well, and she says that in the movie, like the part where she like gets slammed on the floor and she's like screaming in pain. She's like, that's where I fractured my Real. spine. Like that take that they used in the actual movie, if anyone yeah. goes and watches it, which we're gonna. she fractured her spine in that in that scene. Now I don't want to watch that. That's I don't like that. That's scary. Yeah. I have heard things about that before. Like I know in like the Lord of the Rings, uh, Viggo Mortensen broke his toe in one of the scenes yeah. and it's like in the movie because, yeah. but then like Luke or, told me later when I watched it. it. In um, Django Unchained when, um, why am I forgetting his name leonardo dicaprio mm. uh, when he like smashes the glass it's like real glass and it wasn't supposed to break and his like hands all bloody that that's real oh i didn't know that you didn't know that no i don't think so oh yeah he's like yelling and like smashes the glass or Ooh. like went to go put it down really hard but it sh- smashed so he just like kept acting through it and like that's his real blood and it's all torn Ooh. up and they no, like used that take obviously luke cause... only knows the lord of the rings ones so. oh <laughs> Oh, wow. I so love tell these. me all the other ones because oh, I don't now know. Now I can't em. think of any. I do know more. I do. I swear <laughs> well, I know more. I'm sure more, there's tons of actors but... getting injured and they're like, yeah, but that was a good take, though. Oh, there's <laughs> one from Mission Impossible, too, I think, where like Tom Ugh. Cruise is I don't like, like Tom Cruise. jumping from building to building and then he's like running. It's like, you know, when they do that jump in the air, but it looks like they're running. Yeah. And then he gets to the other building and I'm pretty sure he like catches it 
but then i'm pretty sure his foot hit like i think he broke his foot or his leg or something and well maybe he to... should stop trying to be a hero and stop doing his own stunts <laughs> sorry oh. i'm not a tom cruise fan <laughs> trust me becky i'm not a tom cruise fan either but luke and i watch a uh youtube show called corridor crew and they have stunt people come on mm-hmm. and talk about it and like he's the fucking real deal like there's stunt people who like work it who've worked in hollywood for years and they're like yo like we haven't even done shit that tom cruise has done like he's they but tom cruise wor- is it's fucking from a, insane oh he is but from a stunt perspective fair they're like he's a fucking god like he did like for the one mission impossible Fine. he did halo jumps What's out of that? a plane it's above atmosphere level so you you fly a plane up like in basically into space and eh, then it's still not, don't like him. it's not space but it's like <laughs> the atmosphere i don't i i, I, I don't like him becky <laughs> I, know, I know i'm just so stubborn no i'm just saying it yeah. shifted my perspective of him from a stunt perspective from stunt perspective cool uh, for, as a person he seems Get absolutely insane yeah i don't even think he's a very good actor and i don't it, find him thing. attractive with the whole middle tooth thing but okay. um the whole what thing middle tooth thing Oh, you've never seen that? Movie? What is that? Guys, just honestly, just pause right now and go and Google Tom Cruise middle tooth. I'll what show the you after. fuck is a Just middle- Google it. I'm a big Dale Giga me. <laughs> <laughs> I will. I will. It's, when we're it's middle ridiculous. Tooth. You're going to see it and you're going to be like, this oh, is why I've tooth. never found Tom Cruise attractive. You're going to. Yeah, I've never. N- yeah. Me neither. Also, no offense to short guys, but like not only is Tom Cruise not attractive, but they like also put him in like a really pint sized figure. And it's just like. Why, it's like why'd you do that to him at least make him taller who put what do you mean he is that short Did, no one like, put him in that yeah the the overlords <laughs> <laughs> i'm like who are you talking what if i just right now the like Hollywood convinced <laughs> what if i right now just convinced you that i believed in like some like alien life forms that just like, <laughs> like who is they <laughs> we have to talk about this later oh, that's a whole separate conversation yeah <laughs> i believe in some weird shit guys i'm kidding so uh that's hilarious oh, yeah i'm gonna go google middle tooth right now everyone should yeah guys seriously do it you're gonna be like oh, what the fuck um, <laughs> what the fuck is that <laughs> so so that's that, that's all the stuff that happened on the on the set relating to the set and insane i don't know what do you think do you think it's cursed or not i think the the whole fire thing has me pretty damned oh there is there is another one that not related to the filming of the movie okay this is the one that i read in the article when i was um that i was assigned in my film class that i was like "Ooh, this is fucked but um (laughs) ooh, this is fucked let me read more first of all it released on boxing day which is like kind of hilarious but anyways (laughs) wait the exorcist did yeah came out on boxing day of 1973 interesting yeah um i wonder why they were like yeah christmas let's freaking do this well because it's jesus's birthday yeah but like it's it's not i know it was sometime in like june or july or something like that but um yeah but like the secular holiday of christmas they were like we're gonna release it after christmas okay just as like this is why this movie was so controversial like they were like are you making this movie just to piss off a bunch of christians like it seemed like it (laughs) yeah so the the director and the movie like the production company they were obviously didn't care (laughs) clearly um and these these rumors about the whole curse and everything were kind of like amping it up and stuff so they were like oh yeah it's cursed you know like just kind of playing off of that but during the screening in rome (gasps) there were many people it wasn't just like one person there was a multiple people that reported that there was a church opposite this the movie theater yeah and when the movie started it was like it was about to storm and a bolt of lightning came down and struck the cross on top of the church in rome and i was like oh my god 
Christ himself was like, do not watch this movie. It's cursed. <laughs> yeah. Don't do it. <laughs> so, and there was obviously all the sort of like reports of people puking and passing out and everything. Apparently one woman <laughs> passed out and broke her jaw because she fell on the floor just like right on her face. And like, oh, yeah. But imagine like that's the story you now have for the rest of your life. Like I passed out so hard. I fucked up my face. <laughs> during the exorcist. <laughs> but you know what? Any one of our parents' generation would be like, oh yeah, that checks out. Yeah. Like I the almost passed out during out, that yeah. movie too. Yeah. I it told was, you my dad like literally like died during it and then like yeah. somehow came back to life it was just like that was the scary oh story. yeah well like i said when we watch it i mean you and me are gonna be like it's oh. gonna, you're gonna be like holy this is this came out in the 70s it's so jarring it's it's it still holds up okay i'm, it's, I'm excited it's, it's not the type my of pants. movie that's gonna keep me up at night but it's more it's just visually shocking okay i'm excited yeah i'm excited Great movie. Got to go watch The Exorcist. Got to Google Middle Tooth. We're good. <laughs> you got your list. I've of got to-dos. a list of yeah my to do list for tonight. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, you guys decide. Do you think The Exorcist is cursed? I'm glad. I mean, as far as the actual story of Roland Doe, I'm glad it had a happy ending. Yeah, me too. Because really. I thought we were gonna go a pretty dark, sinister way there, but yeah. And sometimes, like, yeah. as far as like things i've read and claims or whatever yeah. sometimes the, the exorcisms do end in death so yeah that's what i thought of the person or sometimes of the priest like the the yeah it's a really well that one priest that apparently gave himself over he's dead well he's dead there you go he gave himself up maybe someone did die father Bowder and i guess didn't didn't uh hopefully he gained some weight back and the I boils hope, went yeah, away I uh, yeah i so. really hope those boils went away because like that's yeah. not something you want to live with no no yeah it's not easy i would be like how would you sleep i don't know oh how would you sleep (laughs) (laughs) i'm just like you know rolling over everything like popping oh (laughs) i'm gonna show you exactly the image that pops into my head if anyone's seen um harold and kumar go to white castle you already know exactly what i'm talking about the first one not the second one oh i haven't seen it in a the guy with the boils with the really hot girlfriend and the girlfriend's malin ackerman who's like really hot she is really hot yeah she's a piece for sure (laughs) <laughs> I'm gonna 10 out of 10 could yeah. get it <laughs> like, but yeah oh oh my god and the guy that i'm talking about is roland shit the actor no way is he really <laughs> yeah That's so and he's funny. all like boily and gross and like they like show one of his boils like dripping oh, and harold and kumar are like um <laughs> sir because <laughs> it's literally just like pouring out <laughs> So that's what I was picturing when you said like explosive boils or naturally. Whatever. I mean, I naturally. don't remember that movie very well, but I like, would <laughs> probably be picturing that yeah. too when someone said oozing boils. Yeah, that's precisely yeah where my mind went. <laughs> yeah, we'll post a picture of it on on the Instagram. That's what we'll do. The Instagram. I'm officially <laughs> I'm officially an 80 year old woman. <laughs> Is that on the internet? Is that on the Google? On the line? <laughs> the line. On the interweb? <laughs> oh, well, fuck, you nailed it again oh, thanks thanks well how am i supposed to follow this now what the hell you make this so hard for me <laughs> all right you don't have to it's over okay guys no end, more podcast end of the podcast <laughs> Haley did too good <laughs> oh god all right well that was a good one so on that note sign up to be super cool and join our cult of extremely awesome people who love true crime at www.patreon.com slash how to not get killed and if you ever want to chat and connect with us you can send us an email to how to not get killed at gmail.com or you can DM us or comment on our posts on Instagram at How to Not Get Killed. And you can follow us on Twitter at H2NGK. And you can also check out our website and shop our merch at www.howtonotgetkilled.com. Yeah. And always rate and review us and stuff. We like, we, we like yeah. that. Yeah. I was going to say like 
Well, like our Instagram posts. I don't know. And then do rate, all rate, of review the things. Us. I'll do all the things. Do all of the things. <laughs> rate and review and then just like keep doing it. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah, on Apple, you can just keep doing it over yeah. and over again. On Spotify, I don't like, think you can. You can only rate once. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking Spotify, man. <laughs> but I think you can also... Can you review on Spotify now? Mm-hmm. Do you? I'm pretty sure. Guys, give us some reviews. Yeah. Because I like reading them. Oh, yeah, me too. Good. Because they're... Okay. Okay, well... Okay, bye, guys. Okay, bye. Keep it sleazy. Oh, I almost yeah. forgot. I can't forget. Yeah. I, oh, shit. <laughs> because if you forget to keep it sleazy, they'll forget to keep it sleazy. And then no one's going to be keeping it sleazy. All right, keep it sleazy. Bye. Bye. Bye.